As we look around at the state of our world right now, we wonder, is all this headed anywhere? And is it anywhere good? The story of God says, yes, where all this is headed is good. The biblical story describes it as heaven and earth becoming one, the kingdom of God here on earth as in heaven. It's a picture captured not only at the end in the book of Revelation, but also at the beginning in the story of the Garden of Eden, where we, humanity, are given a particular role to play in this whole heaven and earth becoming one thing. It's in how Adam and Eve are entrusted by God to care for and to work in the garden. That Hebrew word for to work is avad. And it actually is a double entendre. Avad means to work and to worship. Later in the biblical story, the priests, like Adam and Eve, they avad, work and worship, as they hold this middle space in the temple, which is a place like Eden, where heaven and earth overlap, and they are people in whom the divine and human overlap. Jesus comes and shows us even more fully what it means to avad in the kingdom of God and hands it off to us as his people. We're now the priests in whom the divine and human overlap, and we avad in the places where we are now, as all this heads somewhere good, heaven and earth becoming one. So this season at Salt House, we're remembering this part of our story, how we're made for worshiping God, and we're asking why worship? It's fitting that the Hebrew word for work is also worship, because to worship means to ascribe honor and significance to someone or something, which is what we do in our work, spending our time and giving of ourselves. And that which we give ourselves to in this way over time shapes us. So not only are we made for worship, we are made by it. Each Sunday morning, we're exploring one piece of what we do in worship, naming how we are practicing here the avad, the work and the worship we will do in the world. This is our training ground, our school of love, as we call it. Worship here is our practice at worshiping everywhere. So let's keep practicing now. Take a deep breath as we experience together why it is we worship. So the reading for today is from Acts 2, the message version. When the Feast of Pentecost came, Jesus' friends were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, a gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the entire building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on, and kept saying, Aren't these Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our mother tongues describing God's mighty works? Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth confused. What's going on here? Salt House, I got to ask you a question. Can I preach a little here? I mean... It's been over a year since I've preached live. And uh, I mean, I hope I remember how to do it. It's like riding a bike, right? 
And you know me, I mean, I'm I'm a preacher, and I haven't preached live for over a year, and I'm really grateful for uh, the, you know, the technology that has kept us connected here. But, you know, um, the computer doesn't give a lot back. It's just not the same when Siri says amen. So, people, there's something really special that happens here in this in-between space between us, in this space here when the good news of God is proclaimed and when hearts just want to hear it, there's something special. There's something that we can't even always see, but we can feel here, and it's called the Spirit of God making holy connections. Do you know what I'm talking about? So would you let me preach a little today? And if a connection is made inside of you, will you let me know? Will you give me an amen? Or as my buddy Satch likes to shout at preachers, come on now. Or even just a thumbs up at home. So if you feel the spirit of Pentecost this morning, let me know. I'd like that. This is a crazy story, this story about Pentecost. Uh, The disciples, uh, they're they're in this upper room. They're back in this upper room again. And, uh, you know, since the murder of Jesus, they've been in a self-imposed lockdown, scared, that they might get arrested or even murdered like Jesus. They're scared. But they also had seen some some crazy stuff they couldn't explain. Because every time that they got together and broke some bread, Jesus kept showing up. They were discovering that when people eat together, what happens? Good and sacred things. Oh, we're out of practice, aren't we? Uh-oh. Good and sacred. Thank you, Ellie. I'm glad you liked that, Jeff. Thank you. Good and sacred things happen when people eat together. That's right. And, you know, sometimes Jesus showed up as a stranger on the road. Sometimes Jesus showed up, uh, you know, making breakfast on the beach after a long night's work. Right? But it was Jesus. They couldn't mistake it. They saw his wounds. They felt his wounds. They knew him by his vulnerable wounds. And so they kept meeting together. They kept eating together because when they did, Jesus was probably among them. But the doors were locked on this Pentecost morning. The doors were locked. They were scared. And that's why the Spirit had to blow in like a tornado. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that little example this morning. And they were on fire. They were empowered. And they went outside and they talked to complete strangers who were completely different than them. Different in language, different in economic class, different in race. And on that day, the Spirit created something completely new that none of them could have expected or imagined. On that day, the church was born. And that's a crazy story, right? Uh, here's another crazy story for you. True story. When I was a uh, young 20-something, uh, uh, fresh and naive out of college, I wanted to start an intentional Christian community. 
So I found an old rundown 10 bedroom mansion in Edmonds called Rosewood Manor. And I invited some friends to live together with me, committed to living in the way of Jesus together. And we moved in. And that night we got together to eat dinner because, you know, when people eat together, oh yeah, that's right, good and sacred things happen. And so we had made this huge spread of food. And uh, we, we set the table out all nice. And we sat down, we joined hands together around the table. And my buddy Graham, he started the, the, the prayer for the meal like this. He said, God, we expect big things. And the moment he said big things, the glass table exploded. I'm not talking about just like a little crack down the middle. No, it, it like into a million tiny shards. There was food everywhere. There was glass everywhere in the mashed potatoes, everywhere. And uh, we were just shocked. We, we, we couldn't explain it. We had not expected this to be the big things. And don't you think that was true for those on Pentecost too? They didn't expect that to be the big things. They couldn't have expected it. They couldn't have expected to go from afraid to empowered to step out into relationship with those who seemed utterly different than them. To go from a self-imposed lockdown to forming a diverse community held together by nothing more than the love of Jesus. They couldn't have expected it. But friends, this is why we worship. This is why we worship, to reshape our expectations. It's why we come to the table of Jesus every week, wherever that table is, and it's everywhere. Because it blows up our small expectations. Uh, you know, like we're given, we're given uh, bread, and we're told, behold, behold, God is here. Uh, we're, we're given uh, wine. We're told, behold, God is here. And sometimes, don't you just want to ask, you sure about that? Uh, it doesn't really look like God to me. Like, it's uh, like a little rice cracker and uh, a weird thimble of, of wine. <laughs> and I'm with you. I am with you on that. It's hard to imagine that God is here, and it's even harder to imagine that God is in the brokenness of my life. Not just the broken bread, but the brokenness of my life. And all those places that seem God forsaken. But that is what this table, that's what communion is inviting us to, to imagine that maybe, just maybe, if God can be here in the sacrament of eating together, then maybe God can be anywhere, even in the places that I'm afraid God isn't. And that's what all sacraments do. They expand our expectations of where God wants to show up. So come back to, to uh, the table at, uh, at Rosewood Manor, that shattered table. Uh, 
We're covered in, in glass. We're stunned. Our heads, like those first disciples, are spinning. We're asking, what is going on here? And, and we, we just clean up the food and the glass. And, and we're all kind of like, well, now what? Now what, God? So we got pizza. <laughs> but we knew. We knew that at that point, God wanted our attention. Wanted to let us know, God's not messing around here. We needed to expect more. We didn't know what exactly the exploding table meant, but we knew that God was in the building. We didn't know exactly what it meant, but we knew that our expectations for God were, were far too small. We didn't know what it meant, but we knew that the Spirit was wild and free and could not be tamed. And it's no different here, Salt House. It is no different here. So do you. Do you expect big things? Do you expect the Spirit to be here when we gather in Jesus' name? Do you expect big things? Do you expect connections to be made with people who are very different than you? Making a new community held together by the love of Jesus. Because that is what the Spirit of God loves to do. The Spirit of God loves to do that. Do you expect big things? Like the healing of relationships that you gave up on long ago. Healing with family members. Healing in your marriages. Healing even of past traumas. Because that's what the Spirit of God loves, loves to do. Do you expect big things? Like finding your voice, that is to say, your vocation, that place of deep purpose in the world where you uniquely join God's no to injustice and discrimination and exclusion, and you uniquely join God's yes to liberation and inclusion and the honoring of God's image in every human being. Because that is what the Spirit of God loves to do. So welcome back, Salt House. Welcome back to this place. I hope you expect some big things. Because whether you expect it or not, the Spirit of God is here. Amen? Amen. Hi, Salt House. I'm Anne Marie. <clears throat> In the middle of the pandemic, I was thinking about you all and missing you dreadfully and feeling like I was living on my own island. And um, so I wrote this song for us. It's called Restored. Oh, 